Hey everyone, you are now tuning into The Rebecca School Listener, a podcast for Rebecca School, which is a therapeutic day school for children ages 3 to 21 with neurodevelopmental delays of relating and communicating, including those on the autism spectrum. My name is Chris Hernandez, media specialist here at The Rebecca School, and I will be your host as we journey into the daily lives of those who work here. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. You are tuning into the Rebecca Listener. Once again, this is Chris, and I am here with a really cool guest today. Her name is Haley. Haley, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people? Hi, I'm Haley. Uh, this is my fourth year at Rebecca School as a teaching assistant, and I also do improv comedy throughout the city. Oh my goodness. Oh my. So Haley's led us right into our topic. Uh, We're going to be talking about improv comedy Mm -hmm. um, and how Haley has brought that into the school and into her class and how she utilizes it. So first and foremost, how about you go ahead and you let everyone know not only what improv is, Mm -hmm. but essentially like when you started doing improv and when you started doing comedy and how you accumulated these skills. Yeah, absolutely. So improv is short for improvisation. Uh, You probably know it from like jazz music. There's lots of improvisation. But in comedy, it's making up scenes on the spot without a script. Uh, Improv comedy, I mean, it dates back to like BC in terms of like theater and things, uh, the Commedia dell'arte. But in the modern form, uh, there's a whole set of rules and different ways that it can be performed on its own separate from uh theater itself it's its own form and uh i started improv right when i graduated college i was actually an acting major in college fun fact about me fun facts fun facts um yeah i was an acting major and uh improv comedy i took at upright citizens brigade which uh, was created by amy poehler it's a comedy school and uh i took four years of classes of improv comedy um, and now I'm on a team and I do sketch so I'm constantly doing comedy and when I found Rebecca School and found about the floor time approach I realized how much it relates <laughs> okay and so for for me and for you yeah um, we definitely understand how like improv comedy would relate yeah to floor time so why don't you go ahead and explain and I can help you here sure um, as well But why don't you go ahead and explain how improv comedy really mixes in with floor time when it comes to play. Sure thing. And you can totally, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but you can totally give examples as well. Mm -hmm. Just no naming children, obviously. Right, yeah. But you can totally give an example. You can tell a story just so that people can like really visualize this in their head as they're listening to this. Cool. So uh, there there are a few basic rules of improv. Um, The biggest rule is... You might think there are no rules because you're just making things up, but there really are guidelines to follow that make a good improv scene. For example, always say yes to your partner. This is accepting their idea and running with it. We say in improv, we say yes and, meaning whatever idea you give me, I say yes enthusiastically to, and then I add on a detail. And that's rule number one of improv. That's the basis of everything in creating a scene. Um, Del Close was a famous comedy teacher, and he said, uh, don't bring a cathedral to a scene. Bring a brick, and we'll build something together. And that feels so much like 
floor time. It's taking a student's idea and building on it or playfully negating it. That's still saying yes. Uh, for example, I have a student who loves the Muppets and loves Sesame Street. <laughs> and sometimes there's these deep cut Muppet scenes I don't know. Um, why would I know all of these scenes? And that's okay. It's, how do you uh, not know? How do, the, how how do you not, not know? know? How, yeah, how do I not know the D-list Muppets? <laughs> but I don't know. Um, so, so let's say they say a quote from the, the Muppets and they're really passionate about it, but I don't have anything to add because I don't know anything. So I just make something up and respond. And usually if you're enthusiastic, that's met with enthusiasm and then you have time to build something. That's maybe not their original idea, maybe not your original idea, but you're creating something together. And, uh, you know, play has a way of challenging students. Um, think about like, you know, when you're on the monkey bars as a kid. If my dad told me like, get on those monkey bars, I wouldn't get on mm. them. It's it was it's the play that challenges you. It's all the other kids playing and thinking, well, I, maybe I should try that. It's a little scary, but let me follow that instinct and act on that fear. And that's what improv is, and that's also what floor time is in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's no, it's it's really important, and there are you can tell there are a lot of similarities here, and like mm-hmm. Haley really broke it down for all of you that are listening. <laughs> yeah. Because like a big part of floor time is saying yes. You don't want mm-hmm. to say no to a student when playing. You as long as things are safe. Yes. As long as things are safe and everyone's mm-hmm. safe, uh, as long as things are not inappropriate. Um, you want to say yes during during play um, and help the student navigate their environment and learn mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so that's really it's really important um, that you already bring to the table the ability to say yes because Absolutely. coming into the method the methodology, mm-hmm. um, some people do see I don't want to say struggles, but it, it, it I guess I would because I, I I struggled as well when I first came here. Yeah. Um. So. It's, it's kind of like really cool that you can come in and you can just be like, oh, this is already part of something that I do. Yeah, and it's absolutely. like, I'm just going to say yes, and we're going to build something together. And that's the second piece that's really important, I feel like, because you are building something with students together. That's right. the relationship piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even though you don't know the D-list Muppets, how dare you? <laughs> how dare um, I? <laughs> you know, you may say like a random line and it may be funny and you have that like enthusiasm and that like really mm-hmm. bright affect that is still going to make them look at you right. and like laugh and maybe try and engage you so you can engage them back. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually just pulled something from a, a book that I trained with in college because mm-hmm. I was also a drama therapy minor. So I was actually in a lot of classes about play and improv was actually a lot of um, what made up the, the curriculum. But uh, something that really struck me uh, was this. Um, A good sign of good improv is when you see two performers surprised by what has just happened, grinning at a creation that seemed out of their control because each one was giving, was both giving, uh, that's saying yes to the first thing that comes into your head, and accepting, yes and. Uh, And this reminded me of what we call in floor time the gleam or the Mm -hmm. falling in love stage. And yeah, like maybe when you are with a student, you have this idea of what you want to happen in an interaction. But the best interactions happen when you don't know what the other person's going to do and then something magical comes from mm-hmm. it. Because you can't control what the other person's going to do. No. That's Yeah, absolutely not. 
Um, and this book, by the way, is written by Dan Diggles. It's called Improv for Actors. I think it's a really helpful tool. <laughs> I just wanted to give, give out that, that plug. Give out that plug, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so let me so let me actually ask this question. Sure. So do you feel that not only has being on the comedy scene mm-hmm. and doing improv comedy for so many years has helped you with floor time Mm -hmm. but do you also think that floor time has kind of helped you in like your own career as well absolutely uh when you're performing you know you of course you get all these guidelines you take all these classes but when you're on stage with a team the nerves hit and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's really hard to listen to the other person but being at rebecca school and uh being present with these students all day has made listening under any circumstance way easier because being being present is all of it but you know when those nerves hit Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's hard to be present but i think because of this school it has helped my comedy and also my relationship with other people Mm -hmm. in general like just the the listening and the awareness to other people's emotions is so much more open now well it is the relationship-based model sure is (laughs) (laughs) so although it sounds like yeah that's i mean if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, that sounds great for Haley because, yeah. like, that's what she does. It's like, no, but play also improves everyone li- mm-hmm. everyone's life. It's not just about learning. But like Haley said, like, you know, it allows you to be more present in every situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can definitely think back and reflect on times when I was playing with a child. Like, for instance, like in my computer groups and I'll sit there and I'll be like, no, 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 you can't code it that way. And I'll, I'll start freaking out. Right. And I'm like, wait, just take a step back. Chill. Yeah. Let them do their thing. See where this goes. See where this goes. <laughs> if it crashes and they mm-hmm. get angry, well, you know what? Whatever. If it <laughs> crashes and then they're like, hey, Chris, help me. Mm-hmm. That's the other point. Yeah. Yeah. So the other side of it. Yeah. And if they get angry, how do we pause and overcome that together? Yeah. That's another challenge. Yeah. And then that's another challenge. And so it's a good thing. It, it teaches so many things that not only we can apply to like our students, our children, mm-hmm. but also to our daily lives as yeah. well and working with other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people who aren't actors or performers take improv. Um, I was my first level improv class. I was there with an anesthesiologist. Oh my you know, goodness. business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are business professionals who are sent because it it is a good way to open you up to other possibilities mm-hmm. and just make you a more open person, no matter what line of business you're in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can I can definitely see that. I can yeah. definitely see that because it's like again leading back to the yes and mm-hmm. what happens, and it's like yeah. it's kind of like yes, you're trying to also contribute and lead a dance, but you're mm-hmm. also allowing the other person to lead a dance right. as well. Yeah. And yes and is a little scary because once you say yes and you can't control what's going to happen. Again, it's it's up to the world. It's up to the two of you. Yeah. No, (laughs) totally. Yeah. A few months ago, I actually did a whole improv presentation and exercises with the Rebecca School staff. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting because I was giving them these games and they had to go out of their comfort level, creating characters on the spot. And that was really cool to see because there were some staff members who were really, you know, going for it. Mm-hmm. And that was so exciting to watch. And I think they discovered some things within themselves that they could take to certain students. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally, totally. And I remember you you also used to run a improv wellness group here. I did. We, we rarely talk about impro- like wellness groups mm-hmm. on the podcast and everything. So it's really interesting that you're here. 
and to bring it up. And um, so was it much like your training where you taught staff? Do you see, like, did you see people, like, coming up to you and, like, talking to you about, like, how they could possibly use your skills that you were providing with their with students in the school? Yeah, absolutely. And there was uh, one game that uh, some staff members kept begging me to play over again and again. It's a... Uh, it's a game called Ask the Expert, mm-hmm. and uh, the way it runs is I pretend I'm hosting a talk show, and I would say to you, Chris, oh, welcome to my show. Uh, Chris, I hear that you're an expert at teaching mice to sing opera, and then we just have a conversation about it. Now, I know you might know nothing about mice, and you might know nothing about opera, but you take what you know of those two things, and we create a really funny scene together. That actually sounds really funny. It is <laughs> quite fun. It, and. <laughs> Again, I was just so impressed with some of the staff came mm. up with because, you know, I don't know much about mice or opera, but you take what you do know and run with it because mm-hmm. what you know is enough. Mm-hmm. And that's a rule in improv. And I think in floor time as well, again, mm-hmm. going back to the Muppets, I might not know who, again, the, the D-list, D-list Muppet are, is. And again, how dare you? <laughs> how dare I? But I'll take what I know of its name and make some things up and see what happens. <laughs> Have you ever thought about actually going out there and training and doing your own improv training as well? I would love to. And I've actually done um, some improv groups with uh, like women's wellness groups Mm -hmm. out in the world. Uh, I went to a like, it was a women's wellness and meditation retreat. And they had done hours of these very serious like meditation exercises. And then I came in and I was like, all right, you had your calm. Now let's Mess it all up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go crazy. But there is a certain meditation in that too, mm-hmm. like letting go of yourself and just being. And so that's a lot of fun. But I would love to do it in relation to uh, so like students and to stuff students like that. And autism intervention. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Something to th- think about. Yeah. Food for thought. <laughs> Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley, I really want to bring this back to kind of like mm-hmm. affect because affect sure. here is like really, really oh, important. Yeah. And like in floor time, affect. Mm-hmm. plays a really huge role in everything and it's not just about like how loud your voice is right. or how low your voice is but it's also about like your facial expressions because Absolutely. your facial expressions can really show a lot mm-hmm. to not only students but to everyone so that's all incorporated in your affect yeah and that was something that was really natural to me when mm-hmm. I first started at Rebecca school even when I started and didn't really quite have a grasp on what floor time yet was yet um, but, but having these like big reactions is something that you have to have in theater mm-hmm. because the audience is so far away that no matter what you're doing, you have to make a strong choice. And that's another, uh, tip that happens in improv comedy actually is like, if someone says something and you don't know how to respond, pick an emotion, just choose an emotion and take it to a hundred. Like if, I don't know, let's say you tell me like, oh, well, my opera singing mouse Maisie sang this beautiful opera, and I don't know what to say to that, I'll just start crying and see where it goes, you know? Because then we have something to play with. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, emotion is a great place to start when you're building comedy and when you're building floor time. If you don't know what to do, pick an emotion and see where it leads you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is also the same with affect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so funny that you bring up pick an emotion. Yeah. Um, I have a student, mm-hmm. uh, the one that was in here before uh-huh. uh, you came to film this podcast. Yes. And he actually, um, today we took a break from, from like playing around with like digital music and stuff like that. And he wanted to look at movies. So he uh-huh. showed a, what are they called? The movie posters? They showed a movie poster uh-huh. of some movie 
and he didn't listen to what I said. Uh-huh. And he just kept explaining the movie. <laughs> and I was just like, I am so sad now. Yeah. I'm like, I am upset. Right. I'm like, I am about to cry. And like, <laughs> I just made a really whiny voice. And I was like, I don't even know why I did it. And it was really sure. weird. But I just chose sad and crying. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, you're not listening to me anymore. <laughs> and he immediately stopped, turned his chair around. He was like, dude, don't cry. Right. <laughs> He was like, no, no, I'll listen to you. What were you saying? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think that would have worked no matter what emotion you picked. Mm-hmm. But because you led with an emotion, people react to that. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, emotions are magnetic. Like, you mm-hmm. could have been, like, extremely happy and been like, oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he would have turned around <laughs> and <laughs> been engaging one. with you. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Was the next one. I was super happy. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he started dying laughing. And Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's uh, that kind of brings me to another kind of guideline or rule of improv, which is to um, always make your partner look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Del Close, comedy genius, trainer of the comedies. Uh, he said, treat your audience like poets and genius and they'll have the chance to become them. And I, I love that. Uh, don't, you know, it, this means not like dumbing things down for people. This means... If a student says something to you, oh my god, that's the best idea I've ever heard, because then they have the chance to elaborate at that, elaborate on that, mm-hmm. and explore what else could happen. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Haley. Yes. You brought a lot to the table um, in regard to. I don't think we've ever done a podcast on kind of like improv comedy and its integration into students. Have you ever thought about um maybe putting on like a faux play at school or something or like what if i told you that uh-oh. i did a group called readers theater <laughs> uh-oh where we take fairy tales and as we read each week we add more and more acting them out and it's a lot of fun <laughs> oh my goodness why didn't <laughs> you lead it. with this <laughs> oh. uh yeah last year i actually ran a group called readers theater and we did the three billy goats gruff and, you know, you start out just reading it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe the next week you think, well, if you were a goat, what would your favorite food be? And then you bring your more of your personal attachments to the story. And then we get up and act it out. I had my students crossing a table to get to the other side of the bridge where we had pictures of pizza and pasta and all the foods they wanted. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we kept it in the classroom. There was no, like, big performance. Mm-hmm. But their, their attachment to the story grew. Their understanding of the story grew. And uh, I think in a way that helps the understanding of them with other students as well. Mm-hmm. That sounds really great. <laughs> it was fun. You, you should do it again. I should do it again. You should. Yes. <laughs> Bring it to the other rooms. <laughs> <laughs> um, Haley, thank you for coming in. Of course. It's been great. Yeah. We're about to have a really big break. So enjoy. Thank you. You as well. Yep. I surely will um everyone that's listening i just want to quickly plug rebecca school dir conference 2020 it's in march it's two weeks away march 6th i believe whatever that friday is the first friday in march and those of you who are attending i'll see you there and those of you who want to attend go ahead and go to our website and check out our dir conference page And you can go ahead and pick up your entry tickets there. Yeah. So this has been Chris with Haley. Bye. (laughs) And you'll hear from me next time. Bye.